Hello. Hello, Mr. Greenberg. Yes, hello. G'day, it's, I'm Dan Fraser um, from the Chronicle Chamber podcast crew. How are you? Fine, thank you. And you? Excellent. Um, yeah, very good to talk to you. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'll, um, I'm just adding Jermaine into the conversation as well. So, oh, yes. So he should join us in a moment. Okay. All right. Fine. Okay. Hello. Mate, but Alf, if at any stage you didn't understand Jermaine, I'm sure I'll be able to translate for you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. We'll we'll um we'll start. I'll just do a bit of an intro and then um, introduce Dan and then we can go um with you as well. All right. You ready, Dan? Yep. Sounds good. Okay. Three, two, one. Five hundred years ago, he washed ashore the sole survivor of a shipwreck. And upon the skull of the man who killed his dad, he said, I'm mad, I must eradicate piracy, injustice and cruelty. And all my sons will follow me, so evildoers will believe that this man cannot die. The Phantom, the ghost who walks, the Phantom, enemies beware. The phantom's always there, but you won't find the phantom. He finds you. G'day everybody, and for those who have come in late, you're listening to Expand the Phantom Podcast. This is episode 97. We are moving along. And this time, uh, we've got a very, very special guest. Very excited. Uh, yeah, very excited. A uh, top five of most influential Phantom uh, people in the ho- in the whole 81 years, but we'll talk about that top five, top 10, top 20 <laughs> in a future podcast. So my name is Jermaine, and tonight I am joined by Dan. How are you, buddy? Yeah, very good, Jermaine. Um, and once again, love uh, you know staying up late into the night to to jump on a podcast because it means we're talking to someone from around the world and uh, as you say very special person we're talking to today very excited yeah we've had some big interviews we've had uh uh tony d paul who's you know and now and now tonight we have ulf granberg now for those who don't know ulf was the editor of the swedish phantom comic book phantom men from 1973 to 1987 then again from 2003 to 2012. From 1973 to 2012, Elf was head of Team Phantom Men, which is the group of creators responsible for producing Phantom stories for Semic and then Egmont. So Elf himself, uh, over those years, has written over 30 Phantom stories himself. So, um, Elf, how are you? Oh, fine, thank you. Very fine, so, thank you. Thank you so, so much for joining us tonight. We really appreciate it. Yeah, it's still um, in the middle of the day over here, and um, <laughs> <Of course. laughs> very nice weather. But uh, <laughs> it's a bit strange to speak about uh, right. But um, I'm used to it because I was uh, frequently in, in, in contact with Jim uh, Shepard of the Fruit Publications, and I had to call him very, very early in the morning to, to, to catch him before he left work. So that's, 
not new to me. <laughs> yes. So, so while we're talking about Jim, what was your relationship with Jim like? Hey, we had a very good relations, I think, and, and um, uh, <clears throat> I don't really remember when it started. I, I think they through started to to buy material, buy Phantom Stories from uh, from from Semic in the early 80s, uh, uh, as far as I remember, and. Uh, um, contact with Jim it grew over the years and, and uh, uh, the last 10 years at least we, we had frequent contact and, and helped each other out with, with material uh, getting um, uh, technical material for all uh, American stories and that sort of thing So and also with um, pictures, photos and and um, yeah, we 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 had a very good good relation, really. Was was that mm. an exciting um, sort of little period that early eighties where you realised you were going to start selling the the Semic stories overseas and that they were going to be published, you know, on the other side of the world? Yeah, we I think we uh, the first. Um, uh, apart from the, the Scandinavian countries, uh, Norway, Denmark, and, and Finland, we also sold sold the, the Phantom material, the Phantom stories, to to Germany in in the um, in the mid 70s, uh, and to uh, a few other countries as well, but uh, uh, only a few stories. So so. Um, Australia and through publications was really the the um, <clears throat> and uh, an uh, corporation which started in the 80s and and it's still running as far as I know. I mean mm. I, I left the uh, the um, the business and and uh, retired in in 19 or 2000. Sorry. 2012, uh, and that is uh, six years ago. So, and um, but it, uh, I think that Prue uh, still get uh, the uh, yeah. Scandinavian stories. Yeah, very yes. much. Um, Jim Shepard had uh, passed a few years ago, unfortunately, but um, the new yeah. Yeah. the new crew who are who are working there, um, you know, I think they they're very much focused on producing some of their own stuff now for the first time in a long time and, and drawing from um, other countries like Italy and uh, uh, not just Scandinavia all the time, but they do still produce um, and publish the, the Scandinavian stories, that's for sure. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So were you were you always a Phantom fan or like did you read the Phantom as a, as a young man or as a, as a child or in your teenage years? Uh no, <laughs> I was not really. <laughs> my, um, you see, uh, um, I, I'm born 1945, and uh, um, I was introduced to comic books very, very early. Uh, I think I maybe maybe I was only two years old. Uh, I had an uncle. Um, he was a sailor. 
and he sailed on the the, um, the USA after the war. They were importing uh, a number of stuff from from America down to to Europe, and. Um, at one time, he. Uh, this is what my mother has uh, told me. At one time, he brought along uh, comic books from 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 the states, um, and among them uh, were also Walt Disney's comics. Um, and of course, I couldn't read them. I or I just tear them up. I I guess, <laughs> but this was really. It made some impression. Uh, because I, I still have a very vague memory of, of a, a Donald Duck story where he's climbing one of the giant redwood trees. I think it's really a, 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 a movie which was turned into a short um, comic book story in one of the issues. And I still have a sort of uh, picture of it. Um, and this was really, this was before... There were um, regular comic book uh, publishing in, in in Sweden, which started in in uh, 1948. So I was really um, uh, a comic book um, uh, <laughs> used already. Before it was uh, a, a medium here in in Scandinavia, and mm. ever since I have been uh, interested in comics. But the Phantom was not um, a, a favorite of mine in when when I I reached the uh, uh, the com- the age of, of reading comic books. It was um, apart from Donald Duck, which was a, a Swedish comic book at in the, the early 50s uh, also uh, Batman and uh, Superman Arson and uh, Captain Marvel uh, of the the old Captain Marvel I mean from the uh, from from the 40s mm-hmm. so I didn't really well I, I didn't think too much of the Phantom at that time uh, I thought that he looked a bit um, childish, and and um, this was uh, to some extent because of the uh, the, the, draw, the drawings by McCoy, uh, which I learned to, to 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 really appreciate much later in time. But uh, then in the, at that time, in the early fifties, um, the Phantom was not one of my favorite uh, comic books. Um, so you I could had, read it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, just so that you had read it, Sorry. but um, just didn't enjoy it, is what you're saying? No, I, I, I think I think it was a bit silly. I mean, when he was at those rare times when the Phantom uh, uh, took out his guns and, and uh, and pulled the trigger. There was this uh, dotted line behind uh, the bullet, and it's <laughs> yeah. a bit strange to me. I thought, and also the costume of the Phantom looked a bit woolly at times. Uh, there were not so much uh, muscles under his 
under these rather thick uh, <clears throat> fabric, I think. So, um, mm. no. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So, when oh. did you did you start taking the Phantom more seriously, I guess, when you got the job at Semic, or was it before that? Um it was really before that because in the early uh, or mid uh, mid 60s was it was here in Sweden when when uh, the the stories by by um Cy Berry were published mm-hmm. in, okay, in yeah. the comic book uh, that was really something quite different um and the the strip became or the series became more realistic yep. in in every respect, and uh, then of course, and and Cy Berry was very very talented, still is a very talented mm. artist. So uh, that's when I started to appreciate the Phantom. I I didn't buy the comic, uh, but occasionally I, I I came across a copy. Now and then, and um, could could really enjoy the story stories. Um, but of course, when I started at Semic uh, in 1970, uh, we um, <laughs> you 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 you, um, you could. Uh, of course, you got got every issue of the Phantom. In fact, every issue of every comic book. Uh, mm. Published by Semic at that time with something around 25 or 30 different comic books. So you had a whole stack every every other day, every other week. Yeah, uh, sounds and, awesome. And among them, Phantom. Yeah. Yeah. So have you? It sounds like um, the Ray Moore and the Wilson McCoy, you know, art wasn't. Was wasn't your cup of tea at the time? Have you um, changed your opinion of that since? Do you, do you have a renewed appreciation for those older artists now? Or uh, no, I, I have really, I have changed my opinion definitely when I <laughs> started to uh, uh, publish the um, the stories, the the uh, the un um, edited stories by by uh, Ray Moore and uh, and Wilson McCoy. You see the the stories um, published in the fifties and sixties by McCoy and and um, Ray Moore. They were pretty heavily edited. In particularly in particular, these the stories published in the the early 60s um, yep. and they were ed- uh, editing in, in in different ways to, to fit in the format of the Scandinavian or the Swedish comic book okay. yeah. and uh, a lot of the backgrounds uh, were taken out uh, oh. because um, they had to um, it's a bit complicated to explain but uh, when uh, um, they had to take out the balloons and also cut the format of the pictures sometime 
to to make it fit into a four-strip comic page. And um, in the in the Phantom, the daily uh, stories in particular, there were a lot of uh, 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 sick tone mm-hmm. in the background. Yes. Yep. And you had to take all that out uh, ah. because otherwise you would you would have uh, the marks where you have cut it, cut where you had cut the picture. So they had to take out all that and, ah. and uh, to make the job easy, <laughs> a lot of trees and the rocks and <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. also disappeared. <laughs> oh, I hadn't realised that. So that, that may point. have. Hmm. So. <laughs> No. In, in in Australia, there was a lot of editing of the um, of like the violence and stuff. Was that edited as well in the Sweden and Norwegian Semic versions, or was it just that what you were describing? Um, I don't think there was so much taken out of that. Uh, yeah, um, I can't. I can't really. Really remember? I did. I didn't really follow all those stories in the early sixties. Yeah. So, uh, um, but I don't. I I I haven't got a few uh, uh, a particular feeling that uh, the the violence was was taken out. Maybe uh, in 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 the dialogue, maybe it was changed a bit. But uh, yeah, I couldn't really tell if that's case okay interesting so mm. um so how did you get the job at semic was it was it um did you just fall into it or was it a job that you were uh targeting with like uh like did you study to to become an editor or a publisher yeah. or a writer or something like that uh, okay well um like i told you before i uh, for, for, from a very early age, I was um, interest, very interested in comics and comic books, and so um, I maybe I lost track a bit of that in in uh, the mid '60s when uh, other interests came up, like uh, you know, girls and that sort of thing. <laughs> So the, the the comics had to um, um, <laughs> I had to put them aside for 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 some some years, uh, but um, we've all done that at some point. <laughs> you, I, yeah, I'm, 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 I bet you have. <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, in the the late sixties, I um, after doing my military service, I was working uh, uh, still with the uh, the, um, the military, but as a civil uh, as a civil, uh, with a civil job uh, for about two years, I think and um, then one day in uh, in the biggest newspaper, there was an ad uh, in the in the job section, saying that uh, Semic Press is uh, looking for uh, people and are are hiring uh, 
uh, editorial um, uh, people for for job to work with comic books and comics and I wouldn't have seen that uh, it wasn't particularly big but it had a sort of frame with all with the heads of all the comic book uh, characters they were publishing like Phantom uh, Beetle Bailey uh, a number of Swedish uh, characters and so on so and and I saw the ad and I thought wow this is really something which I really would like to do Mm -hmm. so I sent in an application um, and uh, after some time I was and this was in 1969 and after some time a, a week or so I was contacted by Semik uh, uh, a girl maybe some secretary called me up and said that um, uh, they were would like to have an interview with me so I went to uh, to Semik, which was uh, in in a part of Stockholm called Solna, yes. um, for the interview, and uh, uh, I then met the uh, 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 editor in chief. His name was Börje Nilsson, and um, when I was uh, he, I went to the office and uh, waited there for some a little while, and then he came along and picked me uh, and, and uh, escorted me to the uh, to his room. And so I sat down uh, in front of his desk, and he sat down on the other side. And on on the desk there were two uh, heavy. Um, uh, office maps with you, you know where you put in binders where you put uh, documents into it. Yeah. Yep. Heavy, heavy, heavy. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> the first, the first thing he said uh, was he, he put both his hand on these two binders and said, "You know, you know, you you know what this is." No, I said. This is the um, the application from all the others who have sent him oh, well. for the same job as you have. Wow. <laughs> so there were about some four hundred applications, wow. I think. Everybody wants so to work with comics. I, <laughs> yeah, so so my my heart sank, of course. <laughs> um, but the interview went. Pretty well, I think. And uh, he said, so we said goodbye. And, I said, and he said, well, we'll be in touch. And, and um, I left uh, Semik and I, I, I didn't think too much then because uh, 400, <clears throat> well, that, that's hard competition, really. Mm, yes. So, it, in, but then after about another week or two, uh, I was contacted by the phone again and uh, called to a second interview. And uh, of course, my my hopes 
exposed them uh, dramatically. And uh, I met the same guy, Borja, again, and he said, well, uh, maybe you understand now why we have called you for this second interview. Uh, it's, it's more or less uh, uh, settled that you will get the job, but you should meet our publisher first because he wants to talk to you. So um, I, I uh, was uh, called into his office. Uh, his name was Ebbe Setterstrand. He was quite famous, uh, uh, quite famous man in, in, in comic-related uh, matters here in, in Sweden. He, uh, unfortunately, he passed away uh, five or six years ago, but uh, he, 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 he uh, was one of the guys that uh, started the business here in, in Sweden in the, in the, uh, in the early, early 50s. Okay, cool. And we had a bit, uh, an interesting discussion, and uh, uh, I said that um, I have you published quite a lot of books here, and, and uh, of course most of uh, the, the, the 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 comics you publish, comic characters, uh, are American. And then he said, "No, that's not true." And then he gave me a, 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 a lesson, a lesson of uh, how um, many other different sources there were for for getting uh, comics uh, for, to put together the publishing program of of Semic. Uh, and um, so this was the right answer. He had a chance to to. To demonstrate his knowledge, which I then later mm. discovered was uh, exactly the right thing for him. <laughs> mm. But um, to, to make a long story short, I was hired and, and started uh, in uh, March 1970 uh, at Semic. So, but I was, I, I, yes. Okay. Oh, I was just going to say that you're still quite a young man at that age. Then, like that's that's put you to what 25 years old, and and you were then editor of the Phantom mm. and by before you were 30. No, no, no. I was, I was, yeah. I was, actually, I was 24, but I wasn't, uh, I, w I wasn't hired as editor of the Phantom right away because I had to uh, start to learn the. Uh, Learn the, the the profession from mm. the bottom, from 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 really. And uh, my first job was to uh, under the supervision of of, of an editor uh, to to put together um, dummies for uh, Denmark. Uh, Finland and Norway of uh, and and, and uh, the dummies uh, were uh, consisted of of uh, material or or uh, strips uh, pages which had already been published in Sweden so 
in order to make um, a Finnish phantom, Mustanamio, a copy of it, I um, they, they, um, uh, took Swedish um, Swedish uh, issues already published and and cut them up and and uh, and uh, glued the pages into a dummy. Uh, oh, wow. Which then had to be uh, then had to be approved by the the, the publisher uh, Ebbesetterstad and then sent out to Finland or actually to Åland, which is a, a group of islands between Sweden and Finland. They belong to to to, to Finland, but that's where the that was the place where the Finnish phantom was printed and translated um, and then this dummy uh, was sent back to Semik and uh, to me together with a Finnish translation of all the pages um, the phantom story and um, some other short story to, to, to fill up the 32 pages of, of the comic book and this uh, um, uh, this uh, translation I, I um, should then be uh, turned into uh, dialogue um, which was done by a freelancer uh, using um, it looks I, I don't know if you know the um, um, what um, a very type is that it's a sort of um, uh, uh, typewriter, but you can uh, uh, you write uh, you 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 can type the uh, the, um, the letters and and the words with uh, a particular um, uh, style, and then on on paper which were um, uh, glue on one side, and then you cut out the balloon and, and pasted it into the, oh. the onto the pages of the uh, uh, the Finnish. Uh, the, the, yeah, very light and this, this was, isn't it? Yes, but it and 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 when all the pages were were done and and ready, I had to proofread the pages. Uh, with the Finnish balloons, the balloons in in Finnish, uh, proofread them uh, with with the Finnish uh, script. So, I mean, I don't know any Finnish at all. So, <laughs> I had to just check the spelling. <laughs> so, if there is a if there was a word in Finnish which had two L's. Uh, in 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 the in in the translation, but three L in in the balloon. I had to assume that um, the the script was right and the balloon was wrong. <laughs> but I don't know uh, to this day which was really. <laughs> the, uh, so you must have seen. It some was a very good. Uh, uh, school for me because I learned from 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 uh, the very bottom how mm -hmm. uh, 
producing a comic book, how it worked all through all the technical stages and so on, up to uh, printing. And this was the same case with with uh, a number of other magazines like The Saint, um, Dennis the Menace, um, yeah. two other James Bond, I think it was, and both in Norway and in Finland. Uh, Denmark, they were uh, more or less doing all these this, uh, uh themselves so it just uh, it was just enough to 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 put together a dummy and then they would would take care of the rest but mm. but partly for Norway and in particular for Finland I had to I had to really do the the, the, the editorial job and uh, including proofreading and checking the print the blueprint also from the uh, from the print shop when, when uh, before it really was the the book really was printed, so, so it was a very cool for me to learn. Yes. Uh, I did that for two years, and then in mm-hmm. uh, 1972, uh, uh, the editor of the Phantom was uh, going to to he was leaving the company, uh, so. I was um, uh, approached down and asked if I wanted to to take over the Phantom. And eventually I said, yes, um, after the question, would you like to to, to, uh, to, um, be the editor of the Phantom? I went home that night after after the work and and I took, then I took out all the the comic books, the phantom books, which I had, which I kept at home, of course. Every the the, the phantom was published um, twice a month at that time, 26 issues a year. So, and I had uh, at least two years of, of the phantom, 70, 71, and partly 72. And I took all those comic books and put them down on the floor in in the kitchen in our flat and and I then uh, stepped out up on 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 a chair and <laughs> looked out of the sea of, of of phantom covers and comic books and and uh, I thought to myself uh, thought to myself uh, could I uh, could I really add something to this book uh, which would sort of, well, make it sell even better. Mm. Mm. And so I was contemplating a bit, but decided to, to that I I could add something to it. Uh, yeah. So the next day I, I went to the, um, the um, editor-in-chief, which was not uh, the, the man who hired me. This was... Um, he was. Um, this was another editor in chief of another department in Semic. We were uh, divided into uh, two departments then. Uh, so this was adventure department. We could call it that. His name was Rolf uh, Lindberg. 
So I went up to to uh, went up to Rolf and said, uh, "Well, um, I'll I'll accept. I I take the job. It it will be great to to do the uh, to edit the Phantom." And then uh, Rolf said, "Good, you take care of the comics, and we take care of the rest." Meaning that the rest in in the in in the Phantom book comic book at them was the um, editorial pages and uh, photos and that sort of thing. The Phantom uh, was not just comic stories. It was uh, like uh, club pages. Uh, there were uh, competitions. There were uh, photos of um, uh, English football teams and so on and so on. And all this also had to be put together, of course. So yeah. my job was to take care of the comics. But in the in 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 the, the end I had to take care of, of it all of course. Mm. Mm. So that's how I was uh, hired as a phantom editor and my first issue uh, editing or as an editor was uh, issue one, nineteen seventy-three. Awesome! Right. Wow. So, did you? Um, yep, yep. So, so when you took over and you you made mention of it, how can I make this comic better? What what was some of your? Hello. Yeah, Ulf, can you hear us? Yes, there there was. Um, did you hear? Did yep. you hear me all the time? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's Good, fine. because I didn't, I did, there was a sort of, um, maybe just here, but uh, okay, fine. <laughs> no worries. Um, so uh, when, when, you, when you took over the uh, position, you said that, what can I do to make this a better comic? So what were some of your yeah. ideas and strategies to make the Phantom or Phantom Men, a better comic? Uh, first of all, uh, I I took, uh, I changed some of the uh, uh, the other uh, comic material in in, uh, in the book. I wasn't too happy with, with uh, the uh, the um, the, we, we, we call it uh, the uh, filling material, really, the filling stories. Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, that was one of my first uh, decisions to take to take that out. Uh, it was, a, for instance, a story, uh, a, a, a strip called Mark Trail. I don't know if you know that, but uh, it's an American. I don't know. Uh, rather pedagogic and, and not particularly interesting, and some other stuff well. So instead, I aimed at uh, the, the more classic material like uh, Flash Gordon, uh, yeah. Mandrake, and uh, also some uh, horror material, which was, horror was a a big thing in, in Sweden in the early 70s. And the Phantom also should have um, 
it's part of it, of course. Mm. Not 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 too heavy, um, uh, not 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 too uh, gory <laughs> stories. But but uh, we had uh, we had uh, it was called uh, the Phantom. What was it? Uh, uh, chill or or uh, horror or some 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 horrors. Uh, uh, logo on it and uh, we published uh, some short stories by uh, Skywolf and Warren publications in the States and uh, that sort of thing but the best um, uh, filling material was of course these uh, classical um, uh, these classic um, daily strip stories yeah. And I was sort of lucky, you could say, because uh, also uh, rather um, after just two years, I think, uh, there was um, an, a series, a strip series, uh, which we uh, acquired called Ricochet. Um, I yep. don't yep. know if you know that either. It was yeah. Um, I've I've, I've, heard, I've got a lot of the I've got a lot of the older. I've got a, oh, probably a couple hundred of the Swedish, Finland, and other Scandinavian uh, comics, and so I've seen Ricochet in some of them. Yes. Yeah, it it, it was a, a, a strip group. Uh, daily strip by uh, Stan Blind in in Montana, and he later became a very good friend of, of mine. I visited him uh, a couple of times up in Montana. But um, this um, ricochet turned out to be really uh, a lucky shot because it was immediately appreciated by the Swedish audience. Uh, and uh, we published, I published as many stories that we, we could. And yeah. there was a, a good backlog on that material from 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 the actually from the late fifties, but uh, uh, certainly from from the from uh, the early sixties and mid sixties. And it it was a mix of. Um, Realistic adventure stories drawn in a semi-comical uh, way, anyway, and uh, mixed with humor, and uh, it was very popular with with uh, the Swedish audience. So um, I I was in luck there, I could say. But of course, uh, I. I suppose you mean also the, the the main stories, the phantom stories, what I, I what I had in mind for them. And actually, I didn't have anything in mind at all. Um, I quickly realized uh, had been editor just for a couple of months that. Um, uh, the biggest problem with with the Phantom, uh, it was a material problem. Uh, where to get the uh, uh, the stories for the main main character? Um, it had 
uh, up till then uh, been only uh, reprints of uh, the old uh, folk stories, Moore and McCoy stories, uh, yeah. the new Cyberry stories, but um, the the production of the uh, the American, the Daily Street and the Sunday Pages, uh, that would only fill about five or maybe six issues per year. And uh, I needed material for 26 issues. There was also the Italian uh, stories by Fratelli Spada Mm. from the 60s and 70s. And, but they, they needed um, first of all, they, they, they were uh, uh, rather short, some of the stories. Yes. They were published in, um, in, in a smaller format with about five or six panels per page. Yeah. And they needed um, uh, a heavy editing and also needed... Uh, to 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 be needed editing in in the uh, in the plot, so we had to add sometimes uh, 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 introduction or start of the story or end of the story because not not all of the Italian stories were, <laughs> were that good. Yes. So in order to to to, yeah. to turn them into um, acceptable. Uh, comic book stories for the Swedish and Norwegian and Finnish um, uh, comic book, yeah. uh, say stories of 20, 25 pages, we had to edit uh, quite a lot. And, and this took a lot of effort, of course. Mm. Um, there were also, there was also, of course, um, production started. Uh, already, but that was not so much. Uh, uh, in 19, I have it here in front of me. In 1971, <clears throat> there were a lot of of, of uh, stories. Uh, Originally, daily street stories or Sunday page stories by Lee Falk, but they were redrawn for 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 the Scandinavian books by a Turkish artist called Özyan Erant. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you have perhaps come across his name. I yes. Think yeah. yeah. He's some of his. Some of his older work has been recently um, republished by Free yeah. with the help of uh, Andreas Erikson and, uh, and yeah. Glenn Ford. He, there was a a, uh, a cowboy saga where he was in the yeah. U.S. Yep. Um, so that just was recently published uh, at the beginning of this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's right. So he he was uh, redrawing. Uh, many of these uh, old uh, 
play the street stories like uh, uh, the the mystery of the uh, what's that called? I don't remember the English, but uh, with a ring with with an arrow in. Uh, it's a very old story from the fourth. Oh, the, um, the sky band. Is that the golden oh, golden, the golden circle. circle. Yeah, yeah, and that, uh, that's uh, just the flying horse, for instance. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, also drawn by by uh, uh, and uh, Samaris, uh, the queen. Yeah. Uh, so there were many, many of these uh, redrawn to a twenty-four to twenty to twenty-four page format. Um, uh, in addition to that. Also, there was a uh, 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 Erat was, by the way, living in Sweden at that time. Otherwise, uh, if he had been living in Turkey, we would never have known of him. Mm. So th- that was <laughs> the reason he was hired. There was yes. also a Swedish artist called Bertil Willemsson. He had yes. been uh, drawing phantom stories uh, in the mid-60s. Um, but now in the early 70s, uh, his production was uh, very, very uh, scarce. Uh, only a couple of issues. Now. And, and um, this is because he moved to Spain in the late 60s, I think. Um, and uh, it was all sorts of... Uh, Difficulties with uh, deliveries and, and, and that sort of thing, which made it, it um, you couldn't really rely on, on production mm. uh, so much. And, and the third uh, artist that were had just started his career at at Semic then was uh, uh, Spanish uh, artist Jaime Valve. And Valve was living in Denmark, uh, and uh, that made it more easy. So um, when I took over the Phantom, this this was actually what I had on my hands to 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 produce 26 issues. Mm. So I I realized I have to I I have to have more. Artists yes. and scriptwriters. Uh, so that became my. Uh, uh, besides uh, editing every issue, every every issue of the Phantom, that was my main uh, uh, goal to 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 find more artists and scriptwriters, mm. so, so I Ulf... could uh, sleep well sleep well at night. Yeah. <laughs> so Alf, is that what led to? The, the group that we now know as Team Phantom Men, the you sort of bring yeah. these guys together. So can you tell us a little bit about how that actually started, and you know what those first couple of meetings looked like, or were they meetings, or, or can you tell us a bit about uh, Team Phantom Men, what that what that is and and was? Yeah, sure. Um, that is exactly how it it started. Um, it. it Rapidly turned out that Valve was really um, a, a reliable source, and and he uh, he um, he was very 
very fast and very good at drawing, but still it 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 wasn't enough. So I needed at least uh, um, uh, staff to to produce about fifteen uh, stories more per per, per year. Yeah. So um, while we could. I mean, I think that at his peak, he did um, up to t- ten, ten stories in one year of oh, wow. twenty-six to twenty-eight pages, and that—that is—that's that's a lot. That is really <laughs> fantastic. It means more than one page a day, uh, yeah. mm. a work day. I mean. And as you said, and, and he's a, a very good quality artist. We, we're, lot, lots of Australians uh, really enjoy his artwork. Yes. Yes, yes. So it started to take its toll in, in, 19, in, in the late uh, 70s and early 80s because you could see then that his line is getting a bit heavier and, and so on. But uh, during the 70s, he was um, he was like a rock for, and and someone you really could rely on, and, mm. and I did that uh, many many times. But um, I needed more artists and, and script writers, and uh, uh, the script writers we haven't uh, spoken about them, but uh, they were really just two of them uh, when I took over the Phantom, and that was two s- Swedish guys, uh, uh, Magnus Knutsson and uh, Janne Lundström. And um, they were doing some 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 stories, uh, and in particular, Janne Lundström uh, became the, 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 the main scriptwriter, or head scriptwriter, uh, during the uh, most of the 70s, uh, up to 1977, I think, when 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 he stopped uh, writing uh, the Phantom for uh, many many years, and then he came back in in uh, 2005 or six, I think. Anyway, uh, there were two script writers um, and just three uh, artists, so. Mm-hmm. I started to look around, uh, but I didn't know where to look, uh, really. And again, I must say that I was very lucky because um, since Egg, uh, since the Semic had so many other comic books, uh, other artists also yeah. came up to 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 Semic um, with. Um, Hopes of uh, being published, mm. and one of one of these artists uh, were uh, was a, a, a German uh, called uh, Heiner Bade, and Heiner Bade is still doing uh, is, is still drawing uh, yes. phantom stories. Mm. Uh, he came to. One day to in 1974 to to Semik. He was living in Sweden also uh, at that time. Um, 
so and he had been uh, i don't know what he had been doing before he 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 showed up at at the office one day i think he was drawing for some other uh, not not comics but uh, related material anyway he brought along um uh horror story which he had drawn himself but and uh, he wanted to have it uh, he he approached another editor the editor of Seria uh, magazine which really means uh, it was one of the oldest comic books in Sweden started in 1948 uh, also together with with uh, uh, Donald Duck uh, and Seria uh, magazine which is comics magazine really it means it 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 had a, no, a number of many different uh, comic uh, stories so it was a good idea of bother to mm. to to approach the editor with this uh, with this with his story i think 10 pages or whatever it was mm-hmm. but somehow this editor didn't really appreciate uh this story, um, or decided to to publish it, but not not more than that. Instead, he sent um, Bade uh, to me. He said the Phantom editor is looking for uh, for for artists, so you 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 have a word with him. So Bade came to me, and uh, we um, had. Um, a long discussion about uh, uh, the Phantom, if he would be uh, interested in in drawing uh, the Phantom, and he said yes. I saw I saw his, the story he had uh, tried to sell to to the other editor, and I um, realized that he was a very good artist, very very talented. So I said to him. Uh, um, you could perhaps you could uh, uh, draw a, cu- a couple of sample pages, uh, and uh, I will give you a script uh, in from that script and, and and draw and send to me. <coughs> um, and he said okay, uh, and went away. He was at that time living in a town about 200 kilometers south of Stockholm, here, not not too far away, so about an hour's drive or so. Mm-hmm. So he, um, after some time, he came back uh, and had um, these sample um, and brought these sample pages, and they looked very very good. So mm-hmm. um, he was hired uh, right away. And uh, it took some time before I could give him a script, but uh, in uh, I think it was spring uh, '75, I I gave him a story written by Magnus uh, Magnus Knutson. Yep. And uh, that uh, story was. Uh, hmm, let me see. Uh, it was called The Revenge of Grigor. 
uh, a rather short story, only 14 pages, but he um, he uh, he did a very good job on it, and 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 um, ever after uh, he had been drawing the Phantom up to this day. Yeah, so, um, that was my first uh, artist uh, acquisition of an artist. Um, then, yeah, next uh, next in line, and I, I I I I still say I was very lucky. <laughs> this uh, next in line was a French guy, Georges Bessy or Georges Bess. Oh yes. Uh, he yes, he was also living in Sweden at, at that time, doing uh, a comic. Uh, or a comic book for uh, he was also doing book uh, cover illustrations for uh, mm. uh, other publishers but he was doing a comic uh, book for uh, Semic called Dante it was a humor series but he needed more uh, more work because this comic book Dante was uh, published only I was six six times a year and and uh, best was extremely uh, extremely fast artist uh, Baden was uh, and still is um, he's very good but but he's not an uh, express artist like like uh, Valve at that time or Bessis Mm. So he approached me and said that um, I haven't enough to do. So uh, uh, I have heard that uh, you are looking for um, uh, more artists on the Phantom. So um, I would be, be interested in, in, in drawing in, in, in drawing the Phantom also for you. Mm-hmm. I, and, love, uh, I really I, like his style. So, I really like um, yeah, he, he, style, yeah. His his, yeah, his Bessie, Bessie, Bessie. Yeah, he is very very talented. He's, very talented. he's done some great. He's done some of my most favorite stories as well, like the Princess Sin story, the Unknown Commander, Flame. Oh, um, oh yes, they, yeah, they, they they were they were very good, and um, and uh, also uh, he was. Reliable, uh, uh, and uh, you could um, uh, uh, work his his put his work into um, a schedule uh, and and rely on it. Um, I mean, all things can happen when when uh, uh, you are doing things like this. Uh, you, you you could fall and and, and break your arm, <laughs> whichever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Suddenly yeah, the the production is uh, gone. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Beth produced uh, many very good stories. Uh, mm. In uh, and he started in 1976, and he was living in in Sweden at that time. Uh, so he could. Uh, uh, come up to the uh, um, office uh, w- with the drawings, 
get the check and then uh, start on another story uh, right away. Mm. So that I mean that's brilliant for um, the this well Swedish and, and I guess European um, artist community that you are providing uh, so many people with regular gigs as well because um, you yeah know, that that really fosters uh, creativity in in the area as well. Mm. Yeah, sure, it, it it does, and also um, at at that time uh, I needed also of course more script writers and uh, that uh, that that same year <clears throat> um, uh, I um, spoke to uh, um, uh, um, uh, a, a secretary of, of comic books he had uh, who had been in the business for for a very long time. He he was uh, it was called um, editorial secretary in in in, in Semic, and uh, he had been in uh, in this business since the um, I think uh, late fifties or early sixties, mm-hmm. and he had um, um, good contact with. Um, above all England and Spain and of course in England uh, or, or, or Great Britain at that time was IPC uh, uh, the big uh, publishing comic book publisher uh, I, I think IPC in the mid 60s mid 70s was the biggest uh, comic book publisher in Europe they published many many books and he had, uh, we ordered, we, we bought a lot of material from, from IPC uh, at that time to, to, to put into um, and publish in, in different uh, uh, comic books like Serie uh, Magazine, for instance, Buster, uh, another one called Comic News. Uh, some romance magazines uh, and and uh, and so on. So he had very good contact with with, with IPC and also with um, what's the name of that publisher up in in in, uh, in Scotland. Uh, hmm. I don't remember that now. IPC and uh, uh, oh anyway. Uh, IPC was the, the the main source for 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 a number of our <coughs> deliver source to, of material for a number of our mm. books, and so, also he he knew uh, uh, some of the editors there, and, uh, and in particular uh, one editor called uh, Norman Worker. Oh, he's and a very Norman good. Worker uh, he. Yeah, he was at that time in the mid seventies. He was editor of um, IPC comic book called Girl, but in his in in, in his um, spare time he was a freelance writer and freelance freelancing for for semic writing mostly. I think. Scripts for the saint, 
Okay. Which yeah. was a, a rather popular uh, comic book title here in Sweden. Uh, also, of course, the, the, the television shows. But uh, the same was um, um, uh, a book which had uh, started in the in the late 60s and was published up in the, uh, I think, early 90s or late 80s. So it's been, been also, uh, or for a long time, it was uh, 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 a popular comic book here in Sweden. So this uh, editorial guy in for a secret secretary. He contacted Norman and said that uh, he thought that uh, he could uh, certainly write the Phantom. And he and could do that, he all right. Name of... Sorry? I was just going to say, he could definitely draw, he could definitely write the Phantom. Yes. So, he was uh, an amazing writer. Yeah. This, uh, so, uh, the the, um, the Secretary, his name is was Arthur Bridner, by the way. So Arthur gave me the uh, uh, the uh, the name and the phone number to Norman Worker, and he said, yeah, "Call Norman up and and um, discuss uh, this issue with him." And I had never uh, uh, actually. Spoke in English at that time over the phone. <laughs> All right. So I was, yeah. So I was pretty nervous, uh, uh, rehearsing uh, for days what I should say, and then <laughs> I, took, <laughs> uh, I finally picked up the, <laughs> the phone and, and dialed the number, and and uh, someone at the other end uh, said. What is there? Eight two nine two. Hello, Mr. Norton Worker. This is uh, my name is Alf Granberg, and I'm calling from 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 Stockholm and and Semik, and I was uh, certainly stuttering, I think. <laughs> and he, but he was he was extremely nice, mm-hmm. and we uh, quickly found out that we had a lot in common, uh, same type of interests, and and and. Uh, uh, same type of personality, really, and and it turns out that he he um, his birthday was the day before mine, so he was the same uh, uh, sign. Also, the <laughs> he was a Taurus as well as I am. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! So we got along very well right away, and I then uh, invited him to. Stockholm in December uh, 1975. Uh, so uh, he came over at the expense of Egmont, uh, Semik, of course, uh, and uh, uh, stayed here for uh, two days. And we had a lot of uh, very good discussions. He didn't know much at all about the Phantom. I think he knew he knew it was a comic book character, but he had never he had never uh, read anything. Really? Never oh, wow. seen the script or no. 
Yeah, I don't think so many English. Yeah, true. The the Phantom at that time. So um, I had to uh, um, to see to it that he got the the the, the uh, daily strip uh, copies of the daily strip and and the Sunday page uh, right away because we of course we agreed on on. Uh, um, a cooperation, so he would start uh, writing uh, as soon as I could. Uh, uh, we could we discussed a few ideas uh, already when he was here in in seventy five, and one of them he uh, he then uh, uh, turned out into a synopsis uh, uh, very early next year and. I approved the synopsis, and, and then he started to write the script. Wow. Uh, heavy stack at that time, of course. Uh, nowadays, it's all digital, but, but in those days, the comic book uh, script was uh, a stack of paper, really. <laughs> so... Uh, <clears throat> so, you just talk, you mentioned there... And then, of course... Sorry, yeah. just to... Just to jump in, um, you mentioned there, you know, that you you sat down with Norman and, and talked through some ideas um, and some script ideas and that sort of thing. Um, I I would assume you you did that with a lot of your writers. Is that um, did you make conscious decisions to to use uh, Lee Fork's work, or, or were there times where you said, well, this this sort of idea isn't really working. We need to um, change something else. Um, how, what what was the, the the underlying principle, I guess, when you were thinking about um, what sort of stories to to come up with? Oh well, that's uh, <laughs> that's a, a, a really difficult question because um, uh, if if it was possible to to in in some way connect. To a daily strips to 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 an American story by Lee Hawk, we 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 did it that of course, but mm. that that was not not very often we could do that. So instead, um, uh, we had to. I mean, with Norman, I had to explain to him uh, my vision of the phantom uh, what kind of character i uh, he was in 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 my opinion uh, that this good guy who uh, was living by by a codex and uh, always uh, defend uh, the the weak and the poor against uh, evil of, of of different kind and that sort of thing so um, and this I was do, had to do not only for Norman, but with a number of other um, scriptwriters uh, in the future also after after Norman. But Norman was really the first one yeah. I had to to ex- explain to him. And then we were discussing very loosely how what kind of um, stories could be. Could could the Phantom be involved in? And uh, I think that the first story Norman actually wrote was uh, about the Jungle Patrol. Uh, 
Okay. And Norman, he had a military background. Uh, he was um, uh, with, uh, I don't remember the regiment, but he was um, in the army right after the war. <clears throat> he was a bit too young, I think, to, to, to actually take part in the war. But but right after the war, he was uh, he was in 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 the army, so he went to India and that sort of thing. And and this um, sort of uh, you could you could really see that at at times in his scripts. And this first uh, uh, script he did was called. It was not the first story that was published by him, but it was the first story he wrote. It was called um, uh, Sergeant Anderson's Last Patrol, and it was about uh, um, uh, a jungle patrolman uh, leaving leaving the force, and and what then happened. So he got involved in in uh, some kind of adventure. I don't remember the story now, but I remember the title of it, and that, that was typical of. of of Norman. Then also another thing which uh, Norman and I shared was great interest in in history. Yes. And this, of course, made it uh, uh, the Phantom uh, was uh, uh, a character which you could. Uh, do uh, yeah, historical adventures yeah. also. Mm. Yeah, mm. definitely. And and so, uh, Norman. So Norman. The second story Norman wrote was about uh, the vultures in in uh, uh, that that gang of vultures had been mm. a plague through the centuries. And this story is about set in somewhere in Central Europe in in. Uh, Around the turn of the of of the of the uh, of the twentieth century, so in nineteen eight or whatever, something like that. Yeah. So he um, he do he he preferred really to to write historical adventures, they um, uh, to to modern ones. Although there are many many uh, very good uh, modern stories also, but I think that. Some of his best stories are really uh, the historical ones. Yep, I'll agree with that. Certainly, um, yeah. Certainly, Team Phantom and were uh, wrote a lot more of the stories for the the previous generations of the Phantom than Lee Lee Fork ever explored, didn't you? Yes. Yes. So we should really be thankful to Lee Fork that he didn't explore too much of the Phantom. Yeah, number number uh, one to uh, number nineteen. So he 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 left um, he left that uh, open to us, uh, and um, I, I'm I'm very happy about that because uh, mm. some of the very best stories are actually the uh, we did uh, we have done uh, well, have been um, historical adventures. Yeah. Did did you ever and meet? It was um, really a good. Did, did you ever meet Lee Fork and find out, you know, what what he thought of of the stories that you guys were writing and producing? 
Oh, yes, yes. I, I met Lee Falk uh, many times, both uh, both in, in, in the States uh, on Cape Cod, his uh, summer house, and also here in, in, in Sweden several times. He came here five or, five or six times, I think. So, um, and those, uh, those we discussed also. Sorry, were those, were those meetings yeah. like you guys bouncing ideas around about where the Phantom should go or um, did they, were they philosophical meetings about what sort of person or character the Phantom was? Can you, can you give us a little bit of a, a um, fly on the wall of what it was like, a conversation between yourself and Lee? Well, I would say that 95% of our conversations, 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 sorry, um, were not about comics. Right. <laughs> he he really didn't, <laughs> didn't he he was more interested in discussing music, um, uh, opera, which is not uh, my cup of tea, really, um, <laughs> and uh, art, um, uh, fine art that is, but not comics. I think that he. Yeah. Comics to him, it was a, a way to 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 earn a living. Uh, at one time, when I brought up uh, uh, the uh, this this issue, what um, uh, I thought I, this must this could have been nineteen. Uh, I don't know, seventy eight or so, seventy seven. Um, what I thought were obvious stories that should be really should be uh, written and published and I thought of course first of all be be written by Lee Falk mm. and I remember that we discussed we, we, we talked about um, devil so yes. where did the phantom get the devil and how uh, and I said, I have certain ideas um, and also another idea about um, uh, the skull ring. But um, um, both these, uh, I think you should write. Um, and he said, well, um, the, um, um, the story of devil, uh, leave that to me, he said. <laughs> okay. So uh, uh, that was it, and, and uh, we didn't do any story about devil for a number of years. Uh, but we yeah. did a story uh, about the, the skull ring, how yep. the phantom got the skull ring, and uh, that's a story about uh, from the uh, with the very first phantom, and uh, it is drawn by Valve and, um, and written by me. Yes, um, we have so actually I, I just, had, um, um, sorry, I was just going to say, those stories about the Phantom Ring have actually just been republished or published for the first time uh, by Fru in the last uh, okay. six months. So for a lot of okay. uh, a lot of listeners, it will be very fresh. Okay, good, good. So... Uh, the ring was uh, was a cooperation, uh, really a very tight cooperation between between myself and uh, artist 
Valver. So he made some, he made sketches and pencils, and I made out the, the the dialogue. We had discussed the plot first, of course, and then um, uh, we made out. Uh, he made uh, the sketches, and I made the the the, the dialogue from that. Otherwise, in 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 the normal when publishing the production of, of the Scandinavian or the, the Swedish phantom stories, uh, this, the, the script was all finished when the artist got it. So he had just to follow the instructions in the script and leave ample space for the dialogue. Not mm. so in this case. Uh, it was more like the the way some 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 American comic book artists and scriptwriters work. Uh, mm. But anyway, uh, this story was published in 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 nine in 1977, and it was very popular. Yes. And I'm just, to this day, I must say, I'm 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 very pleased with that that story. Yeah. Um, about the devil, um, I thought. Uh, I waited for Devil because Sleepwalk had said, "Leave that to me," yeah. um, and we wait. Uh, I waited and waited, uh, checking every new Daily Script story, <laughs> every Sunday page story. No Devil, <laughs> <laughs> and finally, um, I got tired of it. So I think we, I, I thought we, we will do the, the Devil story as well. Yeah, and. Uh, the story uh, of Devil was written by Don Avenel, and Don Avenel was also an Englishman who joined uh, Team Phantom in, in two years later after Norman in 1977. Uh, Don Avenel had been a freelance writer most of the time. I Maybe he was work. I, I don't think that he ever was an editor at, at IPC or or Fleetway, uh, as it was called um, earlier on. But uh, Don Avenel, he was um, he was um, uh, writing not only comic comic books and comic stories, but also writing uh, novels for weekly magazines and that sort of thing. So. Um, but they, they, they had in common that they knew each other very well. Mm. And in fact, uh, Norma Worker suggested to me that uh, when I said I needed a, yet another scriptwriter, then you should really hire Don Avenel because he is a very good writer. And we, um, we are good friends and we have been working together for, uh, on, on the same uh, because Don Avenel was also um, writing scripts for the for the Saint and, and for the Swedish public for, for the Swedish publication, so that was an easy decision to take. That uh, also hired Don, and, uh, and, and he was a different person altogether from 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 Norman um, uh, a very easygoing guy and and, and uh, 
uh, he preferred to write modern stories, in fact. And mm. um, one of the few scriptwriters that, that preferred modern stories. And so, and he re- he wrote uh, the, the the story of Devil. Yeah, um, amazing and, story. Uh, that that was a very very good story about uh, the Phantom getting uh, Devil as a as a little cub only, mm. uh, and and it looked so helpless. And it was story was it was drawn by by uh, George Bess. Um, George Bess. Bess. Yes. Yes. Um, and that, of course, was the right, uh, exactly the right uh, artist also for for uh, uh, for the for the story. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and did you ever find that out? Was very what, good. So, did you ever find out what Lee Falk thought about that story? No, he never commented on that. But uh, <laughs> the ring, he. He was very pleased with that story, uh, so pleased, oh, wow. in fact, that he wanted uh, a, a, a translation in English of the story, which I sent to him then, um, well, sometime in the 80s, I think. So he said that he, he, he wanted to check it out. And he was always very pleased with, uh, with the work that we were doing here in, 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 in Sweden and Scandinavia. Mm-hmm with his child as he said oh really um, so yes yes he was very pleased with it and uh, he never had any 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 criticism or, or any comments on on the stories he just thought that um, he, he relied on us and he relied on me that uh, we kept within the uh, universe of the phantom which i thought was very very important mm. yeah uh, we couldn't really move outside the universe of of the phantom that was a thing to uh, uh, to do for for the folk i mean yeah the marriage for instance and uh, the twins when they were born and so on things like that we couldn't really do we 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 did one exception um and that was when was that in was that in in the 90s i think you're talking um, about um the change of president uh yes and also the um uh, that that could have that we could have done without so much uh, thought, really, to 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 have uh, election in in Bengali and uh, a new president uh, was elected, who turns out to be <laughs> a real bastard yes. in any every respect. <laughs> but but what I what I'm thinking of is that we uh, in one of these stories. We destroyed the well where the yes. phantom yes. gets down. Yes. So um, that that's the only time, really, I can I, I, I can say that we that we that, that we moved outside the, the universe of the phantom because the well had been it was established back in the forties, I think, mm. and yeah. had been <clears throat> one of the. <clears throat> 
uh, ingredients in the story all the time, uh, ever since. Uh, but um, so that is one thing course. that I wanted to ask you about, Alf. What was the? Why did you guys make the decision to do that? What was the? What was the thinking behind that one? Well, we we just felt, or just, or I just felt that sometime we have to do something. But the <laughs> uh, yeah, I the, the, there is a I mean there is a follow up story also here that uh, of course the messages in 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 the safe. Yes. Uh, we need them also in the future. Mm. So in this story, where the where, where the well is destroyed by an attack uh, from the the Bengali Air Force, they by the way they fly Swedish <laughs> Swedish um, uh, uh, fighters. So um, the Swedish, uh, I think it is the vegan. Uh, <laughs> so the Swedish uh, fighters destroyed the, the well, <clears throat> and um, there is just this big crater. And um, Vorubo, Colonel Vorubo, he, he he's, uh, gets out of his office and, and climbs down into the well, and then discovers the secret um, uh, behind the well and how the messages. Um, ends up in the safe, and he he finds this uh, tunnel or shaft, shaft. I say, aha, there, uh, there it is. Now, really, I understand how the message is. He follows it and and uh, climbs up and and uh, and finds this hatch to the safe. He opens it and. He realizes um, the, the one of the secrets of the unknown commander has been exposed now, uh, mm. finally. And then, of course, there is a, a story uh, where after, later on, where um, uh, Vorubu sits in his office and uh, a patrolman comes running saying the signal is flashing the lamp is flashing again yes oh, says that that's that that's impossible it couldn't really be but he goes he 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 went up to the uh, to the um, office of the commander where this safe is and this is i mean it's only a safe there there's nothing else than the safe in, in this room he opens the safe and of course, he finds a new message uh, or an envelope from the unknown commander. So wow. how, the, how the devil does this? Go? Mm. <laughs> it turns out that uh, <clears throat> this uh, tunnel from the well, which ends up in uh, in the shaft that goes up to the um, the um, the safe. Yeah. This tunnel goes on uh, and has a natural opening uh, on, a, uh, I think, on a, on a mountain ridge or so above the above the uh, uh, compounds of the younger patrol. Mm. 
So, and that's where the phantom uh, now should go to leave the the messages in 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 the um, the safe. And it's still, of course, a mystery to to the uh, to uh, Colonel the, the Colonel to Colonel Vorubo because the um, the uh, the tunnel is um, uh, the entrance, the old entrance of the tunnel is blocked. Uh, by by the patrol, uh, so nobody else should really be able to get into the safe. But they don't know that this tu- this tunnel travels on. <laughs> so it was really quite nice, fun so, to do, to, to, to do this story. <laughs> yeah, good. So was like um were you af- like were you afraid to? Like blow up the tunnel? Was it something that you're a little bit wary about with the backlash of of of, uh, of Phantom fans, or was it just a great opportunity now to um, try something different? No, no, not not particularly. No, uh, uh, because we had we, we we had a solution already uh, yeah. thought out and, and 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 mapped out really. So. It it wouldn't really change the uh, the universe of the Phantom after all. It was just that uh, the, um, the 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 safe was the the uh, central part here, and that you had another entrance than the old well. Well, yeah, that's yeah, that was yeah. a detail really. So uh, one one change that you guys did make to the Phantom Universe, and, and you've sort of touched on it there with the election in Bengali, and that that the effect of that is still being felt because in the newspaper strip, Lamanda Laga is still the president of Bengali, and um, you know that we've we've been through probably two or three presidents since then in um, yes. the the Egmont stories. So uh, can you talk us a bit yes. through through that one? 